This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Andrew Brandt now joins us. Uh, and uh, he's been on with us before. NFL Business Insider, columnist, MMQB. Hey, Andrew, Tass and the Moose with you. Thank you for, you for a couple minutes this morning. Hey, guys. Always a pleasure. It's uh... You know, this is quite a day all my lives. You know, my life as an agent, my life as a team executive, and now kind of a business of football analyst, where it turns. This is the day it all turns from <laughs> off-season mode, which is actually a busier time for the, the, the jobs that I've had, uh, to in-season mode. And I just tweeted out, you know, this is where front offices in the NFL really let out their big exhale <laughs> because the product is done. Yeah, uh, they're on to 2020. Now, yeah, we may we can talk about maybe Dallas has another extension before Saturday, but this is this is the turnover, and the front offices have spent six months architecting, massaging, molding these teams, and now it's up to the coaches. For better or worse, the product is finished, and these teams are turned over to the coaches. Well, I think that's a good point, Andrew. Uh, that a lot of people don't think about it's. it's you're right. The coaches now. They're in charge of getting this thing, winning games, and players are in charge of performing the right way. Speaking of players and great players, uh, one signed to a huge money deal, as you know, with Zeke Elliott. Yeah. Uh, would love your overall impressions, Andrew, over the uh, Zeke Elliott contract. Well, this is one of those, sounds like I told you so, but this guy was never going to miss time. And I sort of remarked to people, what do you think he's training for in Cabo? Right, right. The XFL? <laughs> I mean, he wasn't going to miss time because he knew – that whatever deal was on the table, if you get maybe a last-minute sweetener, you know, was going to be a lot better than what he had. Now, we haven't seen the details, but, you know, my first impression is the player gets what he wants in terms of the public knowledge of the biggest contract ever. I don't know if it is or not. We can look at the details. The team gets eight years. I mean, think about eight years. Uh, two years was left on the deal, six more years added. I mean, there's no way he's a productive running back at the end of that deal. He can be the greatest running back ever, but he's not going to be productive in eight years. And I guess I look at it, originally I looked at it like, wow, the Cowboys got eight years on this guy. But then I thought about it with running backs, you know, you take what you can get because it's such a disadvantaged position so my feeling now is whether it's eight years or 800 years, it doesn't matter. You know, he's not getting another deal. So might as well just say, yeah, Cowboys, take whatever years you want. Just give me my money. And for a running back, I understand that deal. You understand the deal and, and you get in. And obviously the running back position certainly is where guys and, you know, but do you think, you know, Taz and I were talking about a little bit earlier, Andrew, uh, do you think what Elliot getting paid now it can only work in certain set or circumstances? Do you think it's yeah. it's a sign of things to come here with other running backs who've got a couple years left on their initial rookie packs? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's the question I've been asked a lot this week is whether it's running backs or whether it's Clowney or whether it's Trent Williams or, uh, you know, you can do this, whatever people think this is, holding out, flexing your muscles, power. You can if you're special. I mean, there is a handful of players that can do what Elliott and Clowney and a couple years ago, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack. But you better be in that category. So you're asking me if, if this is a game plan for running backs. Well, maybe. I mean, if you're Saquon Barkley in a couple of years, and he's the way he is today, but the number of people that can, can literally do this without consequence, you can count on one hand. Right. Right, yeah, we we hit on that earlier talk about Barkley and also Kamara, Kamara, you know, guys like that that are just amazing players. Like a Melvin Gordon, you know, he's sitting out right now. He, he's not getting that. He's not as good a player as he can. He's just not as special. I mean, he's turning down, what, 10 mil or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, that's a careful what you wish for because right, 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 right. he holds out. They offer him double. He's making five. They offer 10. He's, he doesn't want 10. So what's his option? Now to try right. to get traded? No one's going to trade for him because – no one's going to give the Chargers what they want and what what he wants. So he's going to come back tail between his legs at some point. Yeah, he's got to. Uh, so I want to ask you, Andrew, Antonio Brown, as you know, always in the news, always always talking about him. And, yeah. you, know, we, we, you know, no shocker to anyone, right, that this guy caused uh, causing headaches already. But are you surprised it's this early that he's stirring up, you know, you know what, this early before one game? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. listen, we haven't even seen him on the field. I know. And uh <laughs> but I guess the question for for Mayock and Gruden is how much of this is a surprise because there's no one listening that doesn't know Antonio Brown was, not only is, but was a diva. And so Mayock and Gruden knew it. So how much of this is a surprise? You know my saying, greater talent equals greater tolerance. How much tolerance quotient do they have out there? And uh, we've seen some good cop, bad cop with Gruden and Mayock. And, you know, on that fine yesterday, they had to do that. I, I don't agree with anyone that say you don't do that to your star player. But, like, of course you do that because you're protecting your rights if things go south, which <laughs> that guy's combustible. So you have to do that. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, Andrew, from a, you know, a business perspective. You know, Jim Irsay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, the, you know, the, the Colts are valued at a, a tad under, I think, two and a half, two point six billion dollars. He was offered three point two billion dollars to buy the Indianapolis Colts. When you look at the valuations of these NFL franchises, you know, and you know, you heard Mark Cuban a couple of years ago talk about the fact of, you know. Uh, you know, pigs get you know fat pigs get slaughtered, right? Um, right. Do you, wh- where I mean, as as valuations go up, revenue streams go up. I mean, you know, where's the end point here? I mean, it's it's almost ridiculous the amount of money that's coming into the NFL and where these franchises are valued at. Yeah, and really, you know, if you step back and look at all the contract negotiations for individual players and then the CBA. And then you see a story like this, you just got to roll your eyes. You know, you know these owners are fighting, and they're they're saying we can't guarantee future deals because we got this rule, and you got to fund it up front, and we can't do that. I mean, come on, <laughs> the the asset values, and whether that report's true or not, 
Wow. I mean, the the latest sale is Carolina for about two 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 five, and people can have their opinion of where Carolina would rank value wise among their favorite teams, but it's probably lower lower half of the NFL. Uh, so I just think. You know, franchise values are going up and up, and you're right. When you look at the NFL, we've gone through the concussion problem, and what I mean by that is we've had the movie and the League of Denial and all that talk, and it seems to have not... Maybe there's some participation issues at, at, at high school levels, but it hasn't done anything to NFL popularity. We've gone through the Kaepernick issue, hasn't done anything to NFL popularity. So I don't know what the threat is for the NFL going forward. I guess the threat is younger generations wanting more on-demand content. But I just think you're going to invest and you got billions. That's the place to go. I just don't see a diminution in value any time. Uh, Andrew, uh, so tonight, um, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. you know, they go at it, you know, right there in Chicago against the Bears. Uh, what's your ex- expectation or excitement level for Aaron Rodgers with this new offensive stuff, with the new coach and the whole new system? Uh, give us your thoughts on it, please. Yeah, I'm obviously biased 10 years there. But right, I know, know Aaron well, but uh, I think the whole world's looking at this like what's, what's, the, what's the chemistry factor between Matt LaFleur and Aaron and – you know, listen, you're talking to the guy that hired Mike McCarthy 13 years ago, and we had all those same excitement and expectation back then, absolutely. Uh, first with Brett, and then with Aaron, and now it's all over again. But, you know, listen, the McCarthy relationship got stale, and that, you know, if Matt LaFleur is there with Aaron 13 years from now, that'll be the same thing. It's just, it happens in life. So, yeah, renewed energy, new offense. I've talked to Aaron about, you know, looking at cut-ups from when LaFleur was in Atlanta with Julio Jones, when LaFleur was in Washington, Robert Griffin's great year. You know, they're looking, and they, and they get excited looking at all that. So, yeah, a lot of excitement to see what happens against a great Bears defense. Could yeah, be great. Do you think the, the criticism, uh, you know, certainly after the fallout with McCarthy being done in Green Bay, and we saw a number of stories come out, yeah. you know, talking about the relationship and just what went awry, do you think some of the criticism of Rodgers has been un, unjustified here, Andrew? I do. I realize I'm a biased opinion. I just think, you know, I'll say it this way. Whatever is said about Aaron flexing some muscles in terms of his abilities and his uh, status, good or bad, it happens in every locker room. I mean, there are alpha dogs in every locker room, so, and usually at the quarterback position. So I'm not so sure whether, how much of it's true or not true, but whatever it is, it happens everywhere. And there has been a lot of focus on Aaron because I think people like to point fingers at him, maybe because, I don't know, he dates famous women or whatever it is. There just seems to be a little more target on him than some of these other top quarterbacks. Well, Andrew, we certainly appreciate the time this morning. We really do. Always great catching up with you. Enjoy the opener tonight, Packers and Bears, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Thanks, Likewise, Andrew. Guys. Thank you. Take care, man. Yeah, take care. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 